You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. An object of unknown origin lands on Earth in the mountains near a small town. Immediately, the Air Force, astrophysicists, and curious town folk are abuzz with a mix of conjecture and worry. That's the premise of The Cosmic Man, released on this day in 1959. I'm Earl Green, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for February 17th. In the two decades after World War II, many science fiction movies took on a darker tone than those from the pre-war period. Tales of adventure and exploration gave way to invading monsters and the paranoia of nations on the brink in the nuclear age. It was this atmosphere that gave us a golden age of B-movies with flying saucers threatening humanity, as well as the masterpieces of the era, like Invasion of the Body Snatchers and The Day the Earth Stood Still. Somewhere along that spectrum, The Cosmic Man commenced filming in 1958 as a low-budget indie featuring a cast of some relatively less-known actors alongside experienced veterans. We've already set up the premise. A thing, a hovering, smooth-sided, large sphere, lands on Earth. From that point, everyone even remotely nearby gets drawn into the mystery of what it is, where it's from, what makes it defy gravity, and who, or what, sent it. These people are mostly out of the catalogue of stock types. The charming single mother, the plucky disabled child, the hawkish military officials, with a few idiots thrown in, and the brilliant altruistic scientist. There's also the man, from the cosmos, just like the title calls him. At first he's a shadowy figure that secretly messes with the scientist's experiments. Later he passes pretty well for a human, albeit a stiff and creepy one. The scientists are busy unraveling the mystery with observations that hit the nail on the head. And I quote, Something like gravity in reverse, I think. Like anti-gravity. But the post-war roots are front and center when more ominous lines of dialogue reference Hiroshima and how the military and science are one and the same now. This is not an action-heavy movie. There's a lot of talk, a lot of tense discussion over diagrams, and a good deal of moralizing by the cosmic man himself when he finally reveals himself to the humans. But what is at the heart of the movie is an age-old challenge to the audience. How do we treat the unknown and put our worst impulses aside? Let's find out who brought us the story right after the break. At a time when science fiction didn't always mean special effects showpiece, the Cosmic Man entered the scene with pretty modest aspirations. Director Herbert S. Green had only one other directorial credit to his name, the rest of his experience being that of an assistant director. He worked from a script by Arthur Pierce, who had mostly stayed in the low-budget sci-fi and fantasy genres himself, capping off his career in the late 1970s as a frequent contributor to Fantasy Island. They relied primarily on a handful of locations, the Hollywood Hills, a hotel lobby, and a couple of nondescript rooms. The biggest effects were the orb from outer space and the inverse film image of the Cosmic Man himself, who, incidentally, must have broken the budget. You see, the Cosmic Man was played by none other than John Carradine, he of the booming voice and extraordinary career that stretched over six decades on stage and screen. He committed to the Cosmic Man to pad out the sci-fi entries on his resume. 
The rest of the cast may be slightly unremarkable, save for one Lynn Osborne. He was just 32 years old at the time of production and had undergone surgery at UCLA for a brain tumor, which ultimately killed him and caused this movie's release to be delayed. Osborne was well known to millions of sci-fi fans already, as he played Cadet Happy on the wildly popular series Space Patrol for the first half of the decade. But that is a story for another episode. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for February 17th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.